and welcome to the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon. On today's show, we're focusing on the team with the most defensive runs saved in the major leagues, the Houston Astros, and we talk to their outfielder, Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick is a 26-year-old rookie outfielder for the Astros. He's kind of the outfield version of one of our former guests, another Pennsylvanian, Joey Wendell. Like Wendell, McCormick played Division II baseball. He played at Millersville University. He was a 21st-round pick in 2017, worked his way through the minors before reaching the majors this season. He plays all three outfield positions. He plays the outfield well, and he's a part of why the Astros are among the major league leaders in defensive run saved. So generally, the admission ticket here to talk to us is that we ask our guests to tell us about the first time that they can remember making a great defensive play. So I'm curious what yours is. I had to be in college because it was in the playoffs. I think it was my junior year. It was a tournament. It was a PSAC tournament semifinals. We were playing Mercyhurst. And, you know, I think I made some good catches my freshman, sophomore year in college. But, like, it was in the middle of the season. Not really tough. Not really, like, a big game. But I made a diving catch kind of against a wall. It was a big wall. But, like, over my head, kind of, like, laid out for it. But kind of ran into the wall, fell down, but made a great catch, saved a couple runs. Then maybe like the last inning or second to last inning. And we were only up by one. So, and it was like a ticket to the the PSAC championship. So I thought, and it was against our rivals. And, you know, after that play, it was pretty cool. You're playing with a lot of players that certainly would have gone to bigger schools and to more prominent college programs. What was the small college baseball experience like for you? It was great. I mean, I, I thought... You know, coming into the program, I knew I knew Millersville had a good baseball team. You know, it was Division Two, but oh well, I didn't really get that many Division One looks. But you know, I knew Division Two, even Division Three. You know, baseball is a game where kind of anyone can come out of anywhere and be a great player. But yeah, Millersville is a great program, and we were such a good team. You know, my junior year we had four guys get drafted. My sophomore year we had a pitcher get drafted. Basically, all my four years at Millersville, we had a winning record. We were probably maybe like usually 15, 20 games over 500, always either being in the regional championship or making it to the World Series. We did make it to the World Series my junior year. And then freshman in my sophomore year, we were in the regional championship with some pretty good records. Yeah, and I played with some great, great players that played a little bit of minor league baseball. Um, I only know one that still is in the big leagues for the Blue Jays. That's Tim Meza, but I never really played with him. He graduated when I came in my freshman year. But, you know, overall, I knew we had a great head coach, good program, and it was Great. Who were the people that were influential in forming you as a defensive player? I mean, I have to say definitely, you know, my head coach at Millersville University, John Sheehan. Um, I, I kind of always believed in my ability. I always was a good athlete, you know, and I thought I could be, you know, show my athleticism in the outfield. You know, John Sheehan kind of talked to, you know, me and a couple other outfielders about how important defense is. And, you know, it was really important. But in college, I still kind of didn't get it. But then going into the pro ball, like especially when I jumped up from A ball to double A, like when I got up to double A, we had a couple, you know, our third base coach now in the big leagues, Omar Lopez, and our hitting coach, Troy Snicker. They kind of taught me, especially Omar Lopez, our third base coach now. He was our head coach in double A, Corpus Christi Hooks. He taught me kind of everything about how important defense was and and making the, in the right plays out there. And, you know, you can reach the big leagues with playing really good defense. And, you know, kind of after that in 2018, playing my first year in double A, I was like, wow, you know, you can really think about how important defense is and, and play the outfield well. And then plus offensive side, have a good at bats, you can reach a big leagues. What led to you playing all three outfield spots? I just thought that was more, 
you know, obviously it's just more valuable. I think being able to be out there in every position is huge. But I, I mean, I think being able to play center field is the most important. I think, you know, corners, you can get away with some things playing left and right. But I mean, if you want to play in the big leagues, left and right field are basically for the big boppers, you know, like the guys that can drive the ball really well. The guys have been in the league for a while, have been hitting for a while. And I've been playing the corners kind of most of college and, and, and pro ball. So then I, you know, I was like, I'll be really valuable if I can play center field. So they kind of, you know, been putting me out, they put me out there last year, put me out this year in center field. So now um, kind of feels good to basically have left center and right under my belt, you know, whenever, whenever they need me. What was your welcome to the big leagues moment defensively as a center fielder? As a center fielder. Like I said, I feel like I made more like better plays in the outfield in minor leagues. I think big leagues is kind of different because people strike out more or it's just like big home runs. You know, I think when we played the Blue Jays earlier this year, I, I had a uh, start in center field, you know, maybe my third or fourth start. And, you know, I finally made a great play. My first couple of starts in center field, I don't think I had chances to make good plays or I just didn't play that well in center field. But I finally kind of started to get a little comfortable. And then I made a diving catch in right center when I was in center. And I thought that kind of helped us save a run. And, you know, I thought that was like, okay, a good turning point. Hey, I can play center field pretty well in big leagues. What have you learned about positioning uh, at the major league level? Because it's so, like, detailed these days. Yeah, yeah. Basically, center field, um, you, you're never really behind. You're not. You're never really straight up in center field. You're, you're either shifted over to the left or the right, which I thought was cool. Plus, it gives you way more. You can see the ball, like, off the bat, which helps you tremendously. Instead of being stuck behind the pitcher, the umpire, one of the fielders, if you're straight up the middle. Yeah, yeah, and then and then basically left or right, you're kind of just shifting over. It's either shift oppo or shift pull. Take a couple steps, or you'll you know you'll come in, um, or you go no doubles. But yeah, I thought I thought just center field, just you know basically being on the left or right side of the bag was kind of very helpful. Has anyone talked to you about reading swings? Yeah, I mean that's huge as an outfielder. You want to be able to read swings, and and it's, and that's it's hard, especially in center field. It's hard to read if he's crushed a ball coming at you, or if it hit off the end of the bat and it's going to drop in. But yeah, Gary Pettis always kind of tells, well, it's kind of like when you, when you're pre-pitch, you want to pre-pitch or like, you know, get ready to set whenever the ball is basically about to cross a plate, you know, or basically the guy's about to swing and hit it. Yeah. That's basically reading a swing. If you can, if you can, you don't want to pre-pitch too early because then you're stuck on your feet or pre-pitch too late because then you're too late and the ball is, you know, you won't see it that well, but you know, it's basically just. You know, right when the ball kind of crosses a plate, that's when you should be ready to, that's when should help you kind of read the swing. So that's very much a, a timing kind of thing. Gary yeah. Pettis, by the way, defensive legend, multiple time gold glove winner, uh, outstanding defensive player. What's the best thing that he's taught you? He's been amazing. I mean, like, just like, cause he, he's, he's been around the game. So he kind of tells you like what he, his experience and that's, and, and like from him, it's huge. Cause like, that's, that's what you play with every night. Like you kind of like find those in-betweens and you're like, Oh, well he was, he was right. But uh, we've been constantly working on, you know, just throwing the ball good with good flight backspin to carry. And since I'm a lefty, my ball will cut a little bit or run. So to keep it straight and flat, which has been huge. So it's basically just gripping the ball a little better with more scenes. He also, you know, even coming on, we've been working on ground balls, just coming on, on ground balls and trying to throw people out. Basically, you know, when you when you uh, get the ground ball in the outfield, you kind of want to have your hand close to the glove so you can get the ball, have more time, and also take your time as you throw because you know you want to throw it really hard, but you don't need to speed things up. That will just – because you think you need to speed things up to throw it really hard, and that just takes you out of your, like, your arm action. So that's that will that's when your ball will cut or run. 
but yeah, he's been very helpful. A couple more quick ones here. What do you do to prepare for somewhere like Oakland, where the fences are very high and, and things can get a little tricky? Yeah, yeah. There's some fields that I think San Francisco is pretty tough with the wind. And even the Boston Red Sox, that, that outfield is a little shaky. But Oakland is a tough one. It's a high sky. The sun's kind of always out. You know, I, I, tr- I just try to take at a new field, based more on the road, I try to take fly balls before the game, you know, either once, once a series, twice a series especially get sun balls because you always have a day game and there's always sun out there. You take high fly balls. You figure out how the grass is like, if it's snakes on there for the ground balls, if it's hoppy, if it's dead, if it's long, short. Sounds very scientific. Yeah. Yeah. There could be, there could be a lot into it because you just want to make them, you want to make the right plays. You don't want to, you don't want to in the big leagues, you know, one little minor mistake can, can lose you a game. When you played at Fenway, did you, where did you play? I played in left field. With, with the big wall and that's that's exactly what the big walls you want to see and you can see how they bounce off the walls you hit balls off the wall and see where they bounce the astros ranked number one defensively in defensive run save which is our big stat who from your view impresses you defensively it's got to be our shortstop carlos correa i mean he's just watching him play defense is obviously fun to watch but he's always been so like all year he's always been preaching about how important defense is and and how you can get that war up and and how like you know, making a championship teams make these kind of defensive plays. And that's how you turn into a championship team. And he's been preaching that like all year. So it's, it's fun to play behind him. It's fun to play with them and, and try to make plays like him. And, you know, and it is, it is huge to get extra outs and take people away from getting extra bags. Did he really say it's, it's, it's a way to get your war up? Cause that's, that would be kind of, that's like a, a neat thing for us to know that a player thinks that way. Yeah, he can, he <laughs> It, yeah, exactly. I was I I had no idea that even like was a thing. But he said, you know, you playing good defense and get your war up, and and you know, obviously, war is a pretty big thing, um, in the big leagues. But so, last defense question: We always ask players to tell us about their glove. Yeah, it's just a it's a twelve and three fourth size outfield glove, the Rollins glove. Um, nothing crazy. It's kind of getting old. I might need a new one pretty soon. How long have you used it for? I used it a little bit of last year, and then most of this year. But it's getting pretty banged up. But yeah, yeah, I, I probably should. I might go with a Wilson though. I, I've been using Rawlings, but I'm Wilson out. One or the other, like Rawlings or Wilson outfield glove is kind of like the way to go. All right. And then one, I do want to ask one hitting questions. Your offensive numbers have perked up uh, recently. I've noticed too that your offensive numbers are actually best when you play center field. Is that just a coincidence or, or yeah. is there something to that? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question because I noticed, like, especially in the beginning of the year, I would play center field for straw and, and then I would end up hitting a home run or like having like playing pretty well. I think I would just have, you know, like knowing to get a start in center field, like I would have tons of energy going into the game and like, you know, it's just different. Like I would get my starts in left and right, but like it's a corner outfield, so you don't get much action. But like when you're in center, you know, you got to be doing all the talking. You're the prime guy out there. You're you're the mandatory guy to catch each each fly ball. And you got to communicate. So you're kind of like a leader out there. So I think just, you know, being able to play center and like having having good energy and, and trying to be a leader out there kind of gave me confidence at the plate. All right. Last year, they called you up for the postseason. Uh, you sat and watched as the, the, you guys beat the Twins. Uh, this yeah. year, if you're in the postseason, it's going to be for real. Like you're going to yeah. you're going to be a, a big part of it. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you're looking forward to that. Um, is there anything this is a wrap up here? Is there anything you're looking to work on as the season reaches uh, near the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you always got to improve on things. Basically, base running. I, I think I could be a way better base runner. Lately, I haven't been the best base runner, but definitely can be a little more aggressive on the base path. 
And then basically just maybe having more assists in the outfield, throwing people out. But yeah, I would say I would say um, base running, throwing people out, and then also just walking more offensively, okay. like not not striking out as much as walking. I think those are the top three things. Nice. All right. It's good to have self awareness on what you're yeah. looking to improve upon. Chaz, yeah. thanks for joining us. Uh, best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.